everybody. Welcome to episode 313 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for people who play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're sitting at home jamming some arena, you're at the kitchen table with all your friends playing some commander, or you're heading out to a GP Magic Fest. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> or PPTQ <laughs> at your local game store. We are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we're going to talk a lot about the pre-release that happened over this past weekend for Ravnica Allegiance Guitar Solo. That's, <laughs> the full name of it is Ravnica Allegiance Guitar Solo? Yes. Yes, it is. I mm. did not realize that. You know, yeah, it was, it was too many letters for the hashtag on Twitter, yeah. so a lot of people don't say it. They really should have pushed that marketing harder. I agree, but... But I feel like Domri, you know, Planeswalker, yes. he's raising his hands. And somebody on the internet was like, oh, it'd be so easy to just put a guitar up in those yes. hands. Oh, it's so true. And I think that was the original art that got left yes. on the sidelines. And they, cut, they just snipped out they the just guitar. Cut, they just cut out the guitar. They snipped out the guitar. Yeah. So, Maria, what's happening today? Well, okay, Ravnica pre-release stuff, we're going to yes, be talking about that. Mostly just that. Mostly <laughs> just that. We'll also so have, of course, a flavor text theater for you. Yes. And maybe you've listened to the show in the past and you're like, wait, what about my weekly dose of magic news? Well, our news can now be found on a separate podcast that's just 10 minutes or less. Yes. That gives you everything that you need to know that's happening in the magic world news-wise, and that's called The Upkeep. Yeah, very, very exciting stuff. Last Last week was our first episode, so this week will be our second, and it comes out every Monday in the afternoon. You can find it now anywhere that you find fine podcasts. <laughs> anywhere fine podcasts are found. Fine podcasts. Fine? Are you saying fine? Because I kept hearing you say find every time. Uh, uh, fine. With an E. Anywhere that fine, fine pod... Anywhere you find fine pod... Oh my gosh. You're saying find, <laughs> find podcasts. <laughs> this is a she sells, she sells situation. <laughs> situation. Anywhere yes. that you... Find fine podcasts. podcasts. You can find the upkeep. And if you're wondering your, to yourself now, where will I get my news? You could have gotten it yesterday. That's right. With the upkeep because it is out, as Maria said, on Mondays. I'm also going to put in the show notes a link to subscribe to that. If you can't find it on your Apple iTunes podcast yet, it was just approved. So uh, you might have a little bit of trouble. I'm not exactly sure whenever you're listening to this, but no matter what, you'll find the sub link in the notes to the show. There you go. Also coming up, we're going to talk about Arena and kind of the environment or the metagame that's developed on there around best of one and yes. the coming best of three for Competitive Constructed. Who is excited? I am Me. excited. I'm so stoked to not yes. play a nonsense deck that doesn't really exist. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> do you know what? Best of one is a warped format. It is. It really favors some strategies more than others, but we'll talk about that more in that section. Before we get our show on the rails, because it is a train that moves in one direction, yes. big thanks to everybody who supports our show and all of our endeavors, really, on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Yes, whether you are listening to this, you watch our streams, you watch yeah. our videos on YouTube, you now listen to the upkeep, you are supporting all of that work and more by subscribing to this on Patreon and throwing us as little as um, a a buck 25 a week yeah all of that content it it's cents per content it's <laughs> it's fractions of a cent per word it's so many hundredths of a cent per word that is accurate so yeah big thanks to everybody who joins and you might be like oh so many people support them but i can tell you for a fact that we only get like a couple of new su subscribers every month so exactly. like it a really handful. really matters you could be amongst that handful Amongst. Amongst. Amongst is one of those words that's got the ST ending, you know, that's yeah. kind of like go leaving our language, but we still have a few. And yeah. I think it's so cool. Because I could have just said among. Yeah. You could be among. Among. Amongst. Like slept. That's one of them. Slept. Like what? It's kind of weird. Slept. Slept. It does sound <laughs> Isn't like. It, kind of it sounds like maybe the way a sloth would move as opposed to the past tense <laughs> of I was sleeping. Like, how does a sloth it move? Slept. Oh, it slept. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. How, yeah. How the sloth just so, slept across the tree branch. Exactly. From now on, and if someone is like, how does the sloth move? You Ooh. can be like, oh, they slept. I know that very specific scenario is going to come up. And For you. You, you are going to use that. Someone on the, sh on the street <laughs> will run up to you and be like, how do sloths move? And you're going to really be able to help that person I mean, out. it works too from when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. I slept out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. I, yep. It same. makes sense. 
And a big thanks to CardKingdom.com. Use our affiliate link, CardKingdom.com slash GLHF. If you want to buy anything from Ravnica Allegiance, use it. Use it every day. That's right. We're getting ready to do a friend draft <gasps> with our friends, which is one of yes. our very favorite events. Our very first draft of the format um, in person once the set comes out is with some of our friends. And it's just, it's a great time. Yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, so yeah, we, you know, we'll use, we'll use sleeves and play mats and more from Card Kingdom for that. And yep. you could do the same. If you want a sticker in your order, just put it in your order notes and Card Kingdom will throw one in there. They will literally throw it from across <laughs> the room in a land. It's very cool. <laughs> it's like it's very talented. People should put that Talent-y. on YouTube because yeah. um, it's like making a shot across a basketball court. Yes. The that's accuracy. how far away it is. We all of our claims on this show. Are 100% By the way, true. True. <laughs> Let's talk about the Ravnica Allegiance pre-release. What do you say? Holy cow, Maria. I have played so much magic in the past five days. I know. It's like um, um, just a monumental amount of magic. A monumental amount of magic. Starting with, we played the streamer event last Wednesday, the special streamer pre-release. And then I played, I streamed a pre-release sealed event on Arena on Thursday. Friday was my break. Saturday, Saturday. Back at it. Back at it. Sunday. Back, back, at, back it. at it. Wow. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I can't be stopped. I don't want to stop. I would play more. No, it's great. This format is awesome. Headline. Do you know what? It's so different from guilds. Yes. Right? You think to yourself, sometimes you're like, oh, they're on the same plane. Will they be different enough? Like, will it scratch the itch? That's how I feel itch? about people For, who are on planes. Uh, you, look, <laughs> you walk onto a plane and you look at all the people sitting there and you're like, are these people different enough? <laughs> what i think about first class am i right zinger oh, yep <laughs> anyway continue <laughs> Any, anyways so but it feels completely different yeah. it's a completely different set um it's a ton of fun so if you haven't played it yet what are you doing highly recommend yeah highly recommended um so maria let's talk Yes. Let's talk Saturday. Saturday. So in person. We were at our uh, favorite local game store here in Minneapolis, Lodestone Coffee and Games. Check them out if you've never been there before and you're in the area. Uh, they have, if, no matter what kind of magic you like to play, you can go to Lodestone and play. Absolutely. And it's great. You can even, they also have th- D&D on Thursdays, so you can go play D&D there if that's yeah. your jam. By the way, we're going to have a whole video up about our pre-release experiences on our YouTube. YouTube Slash good luck. I five on Wednesday. So you can check that out for a little bit. See all of our friends. Hot takes. Yeah, We've got hot takes from our friends. We've got us building and cracking our packs. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. It is. All right, Um, Maria. So tell us. All right. So, okay. Surprising. Absolutely. No one. I chose Rakdos as my pre-release guild as an homage, you know, to the first draft I ever drafted first draft first deck I ever drafted, which was a Rakdos deck. And I just feel uh, just so much nostalgia for the Rakdos cult. And they're so cool. I mean, the design of them this time, I think they hit the nail on the head. We love the flavor text. We love the art. We love the direction this set has gone. So let's talk a little bit about my deck. I assumed because of, I guess, Return to Ravnica, I had some old biases in place about Rakdos and the way that it played, which was very, very aggressive. They had the unleash mechanic, which was really cool. You could choose to play a creature with a plus one, plus one counter, and it lost the ability to block, or you could just play it like normal. Anyway, so the mechanic this time around, of course, is Spectacle, which is wildly different, but does still care about damaging your opponent, which is very Rakdos. So what I'm trying to tell you is I built my deck with an aggressive bent, and I also played aggressively with the deck. I think that was a big mistake, and my first hot take about this format is... is, I'm going to talk about sealed specifically here is that Rakdos. I'm not hundred percent sure about draft. Cause I'm sure you can draft an aggressive Rakdos deck is that it wanted to be more mid range or control than I built or wanted to play it. And I think that was a big problem with uh, my gameplay and my results that day. I went one and three, which is not very good, despite having what by all accounts looked like a really good deck. I had Judith, the Scourge Diva herself in foil. She was my promo. Electro Dominance, which is just an absolute bomb.com. Great card. Uh, Rakdos Fire Wheeler, which is the four three, that when it comes in does two to uh, creature planes, or excuse me, creature or planes rocker. Oh, that's right. And two to, um, your opponent, which is just dumb and uh, just just <laughs> straight up dumb. Two Fireblade artists, which uh, allow you to sacrifice 
creatures to get in your last points of damage. A couple of copies of Get to the Point, which is unconditional removal. removal with a scry. I was splashing a planeswalker in Domri here, which I had excellent fixing for. Blah, blah, blah. The deck looked good. Skewer the critics. Two blade jugglers. You're like, Maria, how did you lose? Well, I just explained it to you. I was going <laughs> I was going too hard, and I wasn't really playing how the deck wanted to play, which was control my opponents and then win eventually um, the way that kind of more controlling or mid-range decks win. But um, that being said, uh, I, I, loved, I loved Rakdos. I think Spectacle is a really cool mechanic. Uh, I just could not keep up with Gruul and Simic especially, who have giant creatures, and my creatures are just, let's face it, never, ever going to live up to their creatures, so I have to find a different way to win. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Simic, that's what I was on Saturday. Lodestone just p- hands out the yeah. pre-release kits, and then if you want to trade, you can. And I just got Simic, and I was like, I'll try this. Why not? It has blue. That's a great color. Um, and my, <laughs> you know, you know, you all know yeah, how I feel yeah. about blue. Best color there is. Um, and I went three one with a deck that felt really strong. Um, the the one match that I lost felt, you know, it felt like a, a variance match where it's like we were very evenly evenly matched, and I just ended up on, you know, yeah, my coin flip came up face down. Anyways, tails. That's tails, the word exactly. For it. <laughs> what? Whatever. My side was face. Down. I call face down. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's how I call them, don't you? Like, Just wait for the Super Bowl when teams like face down. <laughs> it's it's face or face down is the two is the two ways like that you that can better. say it. Yeah. Um, anyways, so I had uh, Hydroid Crassus, which was my pre-release card. Um, great card, no. obviously. This is so the good. Jellyfish Hydra Beast, X green blue for a zero zero. But when you cast this card, you gain half X life and draw half X cards. Round down each time. Flying trample enters the battlefield with x plus one plus one counters on it also i want to give everyone that note about this because it's a little bit confusing because since you're drawing half x cards and gaining that much life you will want to put that many counters on it remember the counters are x and it's only the card draw and the life gain that's half of x um i certainly almost made that mistake a couple of times and saw other people almost make that mistake a couple of times so just keeping an eye out but obviously also card is great i cast it on four mana so many times where x was just two and it's still just like okay here's a two two flyer and i'll draw a card gain a life great card yeah excellent i had precognitive perception which is draw three cards if you cast it during your main phase scry three draw three it's so (laughs) it's so good it's so good if you cast it during your main phase i also had a mass manipulation oh my gosh um and two applied biomancies and there were times when it's like okay well i have to draw one of these cards by next turn yeah it's like if i cast this on my main phase i'm just going to yeah you feel so much inevitability six cards you're gonna be able to find what you need yeah i love that feeling um it was just cassie was great like i said mass manipulation card's dumb yep card is dumb honestly i usually only cast it to take one thing it's fine sometimes i took a second thing but it's so yeah you just you have to be aware of this card by the way yeah because it is only a a rare and much like niv mizzet you will see it around and it's extremely powerful and beware if your opponent has a lot of islands because Mm -hmm. they're gonna cast it they're gonna cast it not that there's anything you can do about it no there's not really um shark to crab how is this card just an uncommon cards that card's bonkers yeah this card is so good two green blue for a four four fish octopus crab um and it has adapt one for just four it adapts for four mana every time i see an adapt four cost i'm like that is the cheapest and best deal of my life yes skittering eel has adapt for three it makes a five five for three mana Oh, Card anyways, and whenever you put a plus one plus one counter on it, it freezes down a creature. It taps and freezes. It's so what? good. It's what? so good. I don't I don't even understand. But casting this just felt like winning the game. Yeah, I agree. Um. Anyways, I also had Skatewing Spy, which is the three and a blue adapt creature for two, three. Each creature. It's a two, three. Each creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it has flying. And I had this plus two of the um, five mana four fours with Riot. So it's just like you play this on four and then I would be yes. like, okay, make a five five flyer, make a five five flyer. Oh, uh, it was just, the deck was great. I, I loved it. 
Um, it basically seems super fun. It went on the plan of have a lot of evasion and a little bit of ways to disrupt them. I didn't even have a ton of removal. Um, basically mass manipulation, a Titanic brawl and two ways to bounce creatures. But it was still it was enough. It got the job done. You've got Starform Hybrid in there, too, which is a oh. two drop, which has really, really impressed me. This card me. is great. Yeah, it's yeah, excellent. Agreed. Another tiny little two drop I just wanted to mention since we we're talking about blue here is the two one for two that you scry to when it enters oh, the battlefield. So good. It is really good. I love it. Much better than I thought it was going to be. Yes. All right. So uh, my second pre-release, I went gruel because if I you know, can't win by attacking, how about I try and win by attacking and um, <laughs> pick the gruel clan, smash, smash, smash. And um, my deck had some great gruel cards, most notably Rhythm of the Wild, with, which is an uncommon enchantment that gives your non-token creatures ride and they also can't be countered. But um, the thing is, this card is dumb and <laughs> it's an uncommon and it is... It is also going to be everywhere. And we were talking a little bit about main decking enchantment removal in this format. And you know what? I think it's fine. Yeah. Like you have, like you will just lose to this on turn three. Maybe if you can get out of the way, you can save yourself. I don't know. It's just so backbreaking. Yeah. The three mana, three, three for three that can't be blocked by creature tokens. Rubble Belt Runner is a, you know, a classic gruel all-star and you're playing it for four. If you wait a turn. Um, I had a territorial boar, which is a two, two for two. Territorial bear, more like it. Ah! <laughs> AKA pig in the woods. Um, whenever a creature with power four greater enters the battlefield under your control, so kind of ferocious, it gets plus one, plus one, gains vigilance until end of turn. And that um, card, while it didn't impress me in my particular build, it uh, did impress me on Saturday. I thought it was uh, pretty good. Um, what else do I want to talk about here? Scorchmark is dumb. Nikia of the old ways. Uh, you got to be a little careful with that card. She says you can't cast non-creature spells. She's a 5-5 five, five for 5. It doubles your uh, land that your, man, your mana, your lands produce. But um, that is an actual real drawback, and you do have to be careful about that. Skewer the Critics is a lightning bolt that um, is not an instant, FYI. I had a few people try to cast it at instant speed, and I tried to cast it at instant speed, too, uh, one of the days. Not quite that good. Uh, Burning Tree Vandal uh, lets you rummage. Um, anyway, so this deck that I made in Gruul, I think, was a baby, ba basically kind of a mini version of Gruul. My creatures just weren't big enough. Even with um, my Rhythm of the Wild, they just they just couldn't compete with the other bigger Gruul decks that were out there, like your... Um, I can't remember the name of the beast that comes in as a 7-7 seven, seven or as a 6-6 six, six hasty trampler. Wrecking beast. Wreck, is it just, oh yeah, I came in like a wrecking, wrecking beast. beast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That or just anything that Simic ends up growing uh, to its obscene growing. proportions. But uh, yeah, it was just too small. Um, Gruel definitely needs the beef at the top, uh, much like a nice pastrami sandwich. This uh, did not have the beef. It's pastrami beef. Isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I just, you know, all of like, like corned beef, obviously beef. Yeah. Um, roast beef, obviously beef. Beef. Pastrami, I didn't know. It could have been anything. Ooh, but beef seems likely. It, it does seem likely that it's beef. I'm like 99 percent <laughs> on that, but you know, I don't know. I guess it could. It could <laughs> be. If it's another, if it's not beef, I don't really know what it is. Yeah. Same. Um. But yeah, gruel. Beware. You cannot really do a mid-range to small gruel deck, which this was. Unfortunately, it kind of won't work out for you because you're just gonna get beat up once again, like I did from bigger and better gruel or simic decks, and you just can't stand the test of time. Overall, though, it is a fun guild. Um. But my result was a disappointing two 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 with it. I, I myself was a pig in the woods. Um, but <laughs> At the end of the day, we're all just <laughs> pigs in the woods. But I had a good time playing it nonetheless. Uh, so my second day, I picked Azorius. Uh, yes. My, was it like know, a homecoming? It was. Uh, do you know what? Playing it, I was like, I feel great. Yeah. Uh, and it was It was also great. I went 3-1 with this as well. And in this case, last, you know, I talked about all of the rares that were in my Simic deck. This one had one, which was Deputy of Detention. And this deck was still so good. Yeah, you don't need rares. No. Card of the weekend? Card of the whole weekend. Ooh, what? Chillbringer. Oh, Chillbringer. This card is so good. Say the good word about Chillbringer. Chillbringer is a four, for four and a blue, it's a three, three flyer. When it enters the battlefield, tap target creature and opponent controls. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untapped step. What? What? It's so good. So good. We were good. talking about how we would still play this if it didn't have either side of the text yes. on it. Like it could just be a three, three yeah. for You're five like, right, that great. tapped. 
without flying, or if it was a three-three flying for five, yeah, you great. would still play, play it. it. And as it is, it's a common, and it's just busted. Yeah, it's 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 very very deceptively good. Yeah, especially in Azorius, because as we've both found, I think me through drafting it and you through playing it in sealed, Azorius not necessarily playing the control game no it was very tempo based yeah and i i talked about this um a little bit in our vlog which you can watch on wednesday um yeah it was great i had two chill bringers and three copies of senate griffin which is the four mana three two flyer and there was a game where i just went like senate griffin chill bringer chill bringer and it's like (laughs) you're never you're never opponents never gonna win that game you just have nine power flying in the air and tapped two of their things so i also i also loved this one it also had two copies of senate guild mage my favorite guild oh that guild mage is so great and we talked about this a little bit uh the other day but i think i realized that the gain two life ability in my mind right me being the card drawer that i am yes um i looked at it and i was like it only has one ability it (laughs) loots that's its only ability and it does not have a second one um that's not entirely true but I found that it was correct a lot of the time if I was looking for lands because I had spells that I wanted to cast in my hand. It was more correct to just save myself and bide my time by gaining the two life yeah. incrementally and then having the cards. Like, I didn't want to loot away spells in order to draw lands. Yeah. Um, which is a thing that you will do sometimes early in the game if someone's pressuring you uh, and you, you're like you're getting attacked by a bunch of creatures or stuff like that. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I need to draw a land so that I can cast something else. Yeah. I need to establish a board presence. Um, I felt like I made that mistake when really it was just like two life is a lot. And I would have drawn lands soon enough. Like It, it would have given really me enough is. time. And then I would have had spells. So many spells in my hand to cast. This card so. will buy you so, so much time. Good. It will buy you all the time in the world. Honestly, it's just like I've played this card. I played a sealed online and I thought, oh, I've played this. Now I literally cannot lose. Yeah, it really That's feels how I felt. That way. It was two mana. Yeah. The two one mana. And oh. it's one mana to activate either The one either mana ability. activation cost is just nuts. It's so good. Yeah, that guild mage, calling it right now best guild mage i really love it i haven't played with any of i played with the orizov one um so far and i'm so i can't really make that call but i'm still making that call <laughs> i'm making it right here who cares you who can hold cares? me to it i believe it um yeah it it was great i loved this deck and like you said it was it felt a lot more tempo oriented yes. all of the blue colors felt tempo oriented in large part because of cards like Chillbringer. yeah where it's a, a body and a tap effect so good. So something we were worried about going into this pre-release was that the Orzov mechanic of Afterlife was going to be busted.com. I mean, I do think it's very good. It I is very Orzov good. I think Orzov is a very strong guild. However, I didn't think it was oppressive. I didn't no. feel like it was too good. No. I was, I was a little concerned because I'm like, what? A 2-1 for 2 with Afterlife 1 and Vigilance? table flip no it was it didn't feel like oh now i can never win because they have yeah. afterlife creatures i will say the one the one pre-release arena event that i played on thursday mm-hmm. we were orzov yeah actually we've played two i haven't finished the other one that one's gruel and is also going great actually great uh it started off poorly but then the last couple of rounds it's just been like they're big creatures and they come in and we attack people with them yeah life's good yeah and what did we say? Oh, what did we say about you? Oh, your deck that you had had two Kaya's Wraths in it. Yeah, the Orzov one on Thursday had two Kaya's Wraths. <laughs> that deck was disgusting. We went seven one with it. Wow, it was so good. You cannot watch Megan play that, by the way, on Oof. our YouTube channel. Yes, we posted it. It is up there. Feel the double wrath. Whew. You really that can. is really the gift that keeps on taking. <laughs> All of your opponent's <laughs> creatures away. I felt <clears throat> during the release, too, that all of the guilds seemed viable to me. Yeah. I mean, I sucked it up with, with Rakdos, but other people were successful. Yeah. Um, Gruel, you know, was great. I yeah. didn't do great with it, but other people did. Simic seems very, very strong. Mm-hmm. Azorius, I've been actually on Magic Arena, is my most 
successful decks our Azorius decks yeah um I don't know really why that is but but yeah and I didn't get a chance to you know we didn't get a chance to play Orzov but our friends did and uh, Nicholas if you know you know him as our good luck high five game guy board game guy he went for all with Orzov yeah I think looking at each of the guilds right like Orzov very much has the afterlife thing where it's just like you're just going to outlast them yeah. you're going to survive and hold on long enough that you kill them with little ghosts <laughs> which was how I lost to Orzov um yeah. it was just sort of like okay we trade we trade we trade and now you have a bunch of ghosts yeah and i'm just gonna die to these ghosts maybe orzov is the control deck yeah of the format but that being said i feel like like you mentioned rakdos kind of feels that way too honestly where does. there's more ways yeah. it has some expensive kill spells like get to the point um sometimes you look at removal like skewer the critics and you're like this is great because i can go to the face yeah but at the end of the day it also is very good at killing creatures <laughs> Absolutely. And and I think Lorakdos is giving us a bit of a clue, too, with some of his creatures. Like Blade Juggler, that yeah. thing costs five mana or three or whatever, but it's not necessarily a really aggressive card. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's We're drawing a card off and yeah. we're doing a damage to ourselves. There's also the four mana enchantment that yeah. will ping your opponent. Ill-gotten inheritance, is that Ill what it is? I don't remember. Okay, something like that. Yeah, which is... Also, it's a slower card, but it yep. has a lot of reach. It's going to enable all of your spectacle, but it costs four. Yeah. Like, that's not cheap. Exactly. But Rakdos isn't looking at being, like, a bunch of little cheap creatures. Gruel, you're really looking for those big, like, those great stats yep. for the right mana cost. Like, three threes for three. That Their clan person, you know, the four mana ones that are, like, yeah. two of each mana symbol, is a five five for four. Yeah. That's the kind <laughs> that's of stats nuts. you're looking for. There's like the five mana six five that has to attack each turn. Yeah. Like that's where Gruel wants to be is the bigger the stats and the lower the mana cost. Just like <laughs> stick it that in buddy the deck. in there. Exactly. You know, our preview card, Ethereal Absolution, um, was backbreaking all weekend. Yes, all weekend. For a lot of people. Um, and it's a rare. Yeah. And it was called by LSV the best card for limited. <laughs> nice. So you know what? No yes. big deal. Um, <laughs> speaking of, we've talked about how it's correct, like you said, with Rhythm of the Wild, correct to main deck uh, enchantment removal. Yeah. Ethereal Absolution. There you I go. definitely won games online yep. because I was main decking enchantment removal and they played their Ethereal Absolution like, now I'm going to win. And I'm like, and it's gone. And ill-gotten inheritance. Sometimes you have to get rid of that thing. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes that that needs to go. Sometimes you just kill a locket, and I guess that's fine. You deprive them of cards late in the game. Mm -hmm. um, there is the one that gives plus X plus X to a creature when it attacks alone based on the number of creatures you control. Yeah. That is a very good oh, enchantment. Oh, angelic. Angelic exaltation or something. Or something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's worth killing for yeah. sure if you see it. Uh, there is the Azorius detention, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Law, Law Mage's binding or something. Yeah. That, all of this stuff worth killing, yep. I think. Oh, fun story. I played detention doctor. What is it? Detention doctor? Did you just I call it detention doctor? I love this time when we're not really sure what these what cards, the cards are called. Are called. Uh, deputy of detention. Yes. That's it. I played it and stole three of my opponent's lockets online. I thought that was very fun. Nice. So the best time I used it, I got a, you, if you name spirits, yeah, yes. you get a bunch of little spirits. Yeah. And then it doesn't even matter if they remove it. It's Great. a good day. And I feel like Simic and Azorius, at least my experience so far, has been that they are more about evasion and tempo. Yeah, I agree. Um, whereas, like we said, sometimes at least I went into it being like Azorius tends to be very controlling, but really it feels like it's more about getting some good flyers in the air and then finding ways to make sure that they don't kill you. I've drafted the set a couple of times on Arena so far. So um, we're of course going to be doing more of that and we'll have more about draft coming up you know next week and all that kind of stuff but i just want to put a little psa out there about decks that you can draft that aren't you know just strictly aligning with the guilds and i mean obviously you can play more colors i played three colors in both of these pre-release yeah. decks thanks to all the gates running i actually around. want to talk about that yeah more. let's talk about that for first um so let's talk about like do you feel this is a three plus color format and I think, so for me, the answer is both yes and no. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'll, I'll say yes. I mean, I think the yeah. benefits are there and the the strain on your mana is not. Yes. I had an opponent uh, on day on the second pre-release who played on turn three, Gruel Spellbreaker. Yeah. 
and then on the next play turn played Sphinx of Foresight. <laughs> so that's a one wow. green red on turn three and a blue blue two on turn okay. four, which was impressive. I also still won that game. Wow, Im- that is impressive. Um, yes, thank you. So Gates. like that says yes, but also I went strict two color on both days. I did not feel like my deck was underpowered on either day, right? Which is usually the biggest concern yes. is you look at it and you're like, should I splash so that I have access to more powerful cards? And I did have some good cards that I could have splashed, but I didn't know if it was going to feel worth it. And honestly, the consistency of my deck felt like where I wanted to be. Yeah. You've got to have a super good reason to do it every time. Exactly. ATW. And my deck was so consistent every, every time. And it didn't feel underpowered. Like my losses were usually to like late in the game, one person flooding out or one person, you know, like having the tempo disadvantage in that kind of situation as opposed to, Oh, they just played too many powerful things. So I'm going to also say, if you're looking at your pool and you're like, I don't have great fixing. Should I splash these things? Or my fixing is medium. Consistency is great. Yeah. Consistency is a great thing. And I don't know that it's a necessary thing in this format to splash unless you're really struggling. The thing that I find in this versus um, Guilds of Ravnica, as far as Sealed is concerned, and we do have a Magic Fest tournament and a Grand Prix coming up in New Jersey this coming weekend. So if you're going over there, um, splashing with the gates seems much more viable and much better than in Guilds of Ravnica. Yes. Guilds of Ravnica, the, the guilds did not interact. I well, think the no. way that maybe even design wanted them to, they they were kind of nombos sometimes with yeah. each other. And you didn't really want to splash. Maybe one removal if you're in Demir, you know, like yeah. status statue or something. But like that was it. Yeah. And here, the guilds play better together. Like Gruel and Simic are best friends forever yeah they really are and (laughs) just is perfect and arachdos and orzov if you have some sacrifice stuff going on that makes sense Mm -hmm. um but yeah i just think that's pretty cool that we now can mix our uh, flavors a little bit more successfully together and makes for me for me personally more fun limited gameplay for sure yeah and creative gameplay too for sure so i was talking about gates and draft um yeah, so the Gates deck is a real deck, and people yeah. have been playing it on Magic Arena, and I tried it out last night for science! Um, and also because the bots aren't taking Gates, and <laughs> hopefully this will be rectified soon because it's craziness out there. I um, got uh, three Gate Colossuses in my deck with no effort whatsoever, and Gatebreaker Rams, which um, is very, very, very good. A Gatebreaker gate breaker Ram is a great card. That card is excellent. Yeah. And Gates Ablaze, which in that deck is a one-sided wrath because your creatures are so much bigger than your opponents and you can just wrath for a million because you have a billion gates. And um, yeah, it's a super fun deck if you can get it. And hopefully it'll be a little harder to get in the future uh, (laughs) because the bots won't just let your gates fly on by. Um, But yeah, if you want to try something kind of fun, I think that's a fun deck to try too. And I think there's a lot of possibility in draft for build around uncommons, which is something we we look to when we see a new set and like, ooh, I'm going to take this. I'm going to make a weird deck like the God goblin deck yeah is out there yeah what do you draft the goblin oh, card and goblins 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 burn bright <laughs> and burn bright that's it the, plus two it plus so goblins, goblins 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 burn bright great i hope that deck happens soon if you yeah. make it please tweet us a picture oh, please do at glhf uh, magic because i can't wait to lose to that deck at least once i mean you can't even be mad no Goblins, 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 You get like goblins, 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 goblins based goblins. on two plus the number of cards of that card in your graveyard yes so it's like garbage fire. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, what's that? Was that? That was an, a conspiracy. Set? That was a conspiracy set because that one was based on the number of cards named garbage fire that you had drafted. <laughs> and you could just garbage fire for like 10 mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was not hard. Yeah. Uh, so those are. That's yeah. A, that's a little wrap up for now. I know. Much more on draft coming next week. Yeah. Um, and we'll be keeping our eye on the tournament this weekend for sure. I'm super excited to find out what happens. I almost said watch it, but that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad now. Now I'm sad. <laughs> Ultra Pro is great, and yes. we just got a new influx uh, of goods from they them. They have, they now have these 
beautiful guild sleeves. These things are awesome. They're gorgeous. I'm holding the Azorius ones. I love them so much. Yeah. And you know what? I'm usually just like, I put sleeves on my cards for efficiency's sake, right? They're easier to shuffle. They last longer. But these, I want to put on my cards. Absolutely. I I've want, got the Rakdos ones here. I use them all weekend. Look they're these, excellent. Oh, the Orzov ones, gorgeous. They, I put them on my Gruel deck. I love them so yes, much. They look so all of the guilds like the art is just like crisp and clean and the it's color really pairs great. that they chose yeah they're just like this is bold the right and striking red. there's also some really cool like art from cards uh that is out there on the, on these sleeves right now they also have these awesome new dice that have their six their d6s um and each side has like the little loyalty symbol yeah i love it which is cool but what i really like about them is how big they are yeah they're really Easy they're like read. nice big dice um, for keeping your board states nice and clean. Do you know what? It's really oh, important. I've realized it is this so weekend important. how important it is to me. Yep. Um, like there are people who are trying to represent spirit tokens with like dice and stuff. No. And I was like, no, we're not no. doing this. We're not doing this. So Ultra Pro also has their relic tokens. Yes. And they now have a giant box of Look them. Look at this. You can buy the lineage 24 collection. packs of them. 24 packs of relic tokens. These things are awesome. And They're so good. And represent your lovely tokens, you know, or be your life counter. Or be your life counter. Like literally whatever you need. Um, so yeah, you can now get giant box of those. Yeah. UltraPro.com or CardKingdom.com slash GLHF for a lot of sweet Ultra Pro swag. Let's talk about Arena and the metagame for Constructed. Yes. Do you know what? What? Best of one. Mono People are out there just smashing with mono red. Absolutely. Because it is consistent. You're not going to have to mulligan. You're nope. not going to have mana troubles. Nope. Your hand's just always going to be a bunch of little little things that you can cast yep. and get your opponent dead real quick. Yeah. So if you didn't listen to our upkeep last week or no, uh, with the once we kind of transition out of what they're calling, you know, this season on Magic Arena, and we enter our second one, which I think is on the 31st, mm -hmm. the new season, we're going to have the option to play competitive best of three ranked on Arena uh, in Constructed, which I think is so much better. We've yeah. talked about on the show a lot, and this red deck and best of one is a perfect illustration as to why. Yes, it's... it's it's just Too warped. Good. It's warped and weird. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's almost it's almost its own format. It's a different format. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. not standard. No. I don't know what it is. No, it's it's just best of one standard, I guess, is yeah. what you can call it. But it it deserves to have its own name because it does not feel like a standard format. No, I agree. I was laddering for a while and I was playing my Boros Angels deck, which had been my standard deck of choice this you know past season. And, and after a point, I just literally could not play it anymore. It was like, if I go in here, I'm just going to lose all of my ranks because it just dies immediately to Mono Red, even though it's a, it is a good matchup. But yeah. that is dependent on making some changes in your sideboard yeah so exactly and it just feels it just feels gross like weird. i have a danto vanguard in there like nope that card is garbage in that matchup yes. um but yeah we would i saw a lot of mono red mono white was the other deck you'd see to combat yep. that people are like ooh, we're playing a mini meta game i'm gonna play a life gain deck or whatever so it's kind of a little bit of coin flip there on who has the better opening hand yeah. to win to win that game which is not at least for me not where i want to be no way are you kidding me i guess mono blue temple is another one people played when you just see the you see the connection here these are all monocolored decks very aggressive very fast yes and they're closing out the game before anybody can do anything that being said people did reach mythic playing control decks like blue white control and um you know what am I thinking of? Jeskai Control. Jeskai Control, uh, Fog, Turbo Fog did yes. make it. These things happened. Yeah. But um, I think overall, the, the number of decks that I saw of the aforementioned types was much higher. Way, way, way than higher. That, than that It's kind of very stuff. frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it at all. So I just stopped playing yeah. Ladder. And that, you know, that's, that's what I said would happen. Exactly. And that's... Stop. You want people to be able to enjoy your format. Yeah. It's just not magic for me. Like yeah. after a while, it's just like, well, but I don't know what I'm doing. Best of three it's, is on its way. And I cannot wait oh, to I'm see so the decks that people are brewing. I know. Um, I think Gruel seems to me like a place where people are right now where yes. they're like looking for some heavy hitters. Oh, yeah. Gruel Spellbreaker. Excellent card. People yeah. are playing actually Rhythm of the Wild in standard. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. And uh, the Dragon, the 5-5 five, five Dragon. 
yeah. um, for five, I think is an all-star in that deck too. So I'm excited to see what we're looking at in a couple of weeks here. Yeah. What do you want to play in standard? Um, wow. I've, so I've been playing, is it Drake's recently? Yeah. And I love it. So do you have new toys for your, is it Drake's deck or do you want to do something I don't know new, yet. different? We'll see. I, I am sad that I only recently discovered how much I enjoy playing that deck. Because it's really fun. It is a lot of fun. And a lot of it is just sort of like, keep alive, keep alive. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you'll 20 them with a pair of drakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Hasty drakes. Hey, it's, they're not even hasty. Oh. They're just, it's like, Do you oh, have the, the version with... Um, maximize velocity? Velocity, no. Okay. Um, but it's still, it's still great. Like, yeah. you don't have to do it that turn. It's just sort of like, okay, I played this drake. I played this drake. I didn't die. Now you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Drakes, Drakes, Drakes. I saw a few control decks um, wandering around that use Kaya to win. I was going to say, I'm excited potentially to see black-white control. Yeah, I think, Actually, could, I think it could be a thing. I think with Kaya's Wrath, and I, it might even be more of like a mid-range control where it's looking at using some number of creatures, potentially with Afterlife, <laughs> as much as it pains me to say <laughs> that control decks would put creatures in them. But I'm excited to see what that might yeah, look like. Exactly. Yeah, the, the the world is our oyster currently yes. in standard, and you know we should um. And who doesn't love an oyster? Ugh, we know we don't. Me, <laughs> I just can't eat no, a pile of snot. I'm don't sorry. Don't call it that. It's That's, ocean ugh. snot. It's not of the ocean. <laughs> Surprisingly, they haven't adopted that as their slogan for marketing oysters, and I don't know why. So many magic players have tried to get me to eat oysters. I don't have know some what the deal snot is. Of the ocean. With magic players and oysters, but I am I'm off it. That's that's weird. I'm off it. I mean, I feel like magic players a lot of them are like foodies, so I guess yeah. it kind of makes sense for whatever reason, but we should build some uh, fun decks on stream and yeah. and play with them. You can always check out our stream, twitch.tv slash GLHF magic. We stream Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. Yeah, go give us a follow so you know when we're going to be live. We'll build you some weird decks. Yeah, and if you have some super sweet brews, you can also always send them on over. Yes, and we'll we love looking at other people's lists and giving them a spin. We haven't uh, gotten all the cards yet for the set because it's super early on, but by the end of the set, we we basically could have almost all of build them. everything. Yeah. So, yeah, um, send them on over if you've got a spicy brew that's been working for you. time for our first Ravnica Allegiance Flavor Text Theater. That's right. We're going to crack this sweet, sweet booster of Ravnica Allegiance yes. and play our very favorite Flavor Text Theater of movie pitches. Movie pitches! Also, if you happen to be in Minneapolis, yeah. right now on Wednesdays um, in January and February, Maria and I are doing a sh an improv show Yeah, uh, where we flavor, we basically Flavor Text it's Theater. It's a live th Flavor Text it's Theater. It's a live Flavor Text Theater. Um, so that's hugetheater.com um, and that's the Wednesday show. If you ever are in the cities and you want to come check it out on a, on a Wednesday evening in yeah. January or February. Super fun. Uh, it is a lot of fun and yeah, we get to do movie pitches, which is our favorite favorite and then flavor we, text theater. We act them out, so yes. you would get to see these movies live. And isn't that what you all really want? And we've been talking about two. Um, the, these are recorded, which is never really the way to watch improv, but uh, putting them on our Patreon for patrons yes. to see. So if you've been wondering why should I become a patron, well, one, you hopefully go. you enjoy this, <laughs> and it's and you want to help us stay alive. Yeah. Um, but you can also potentially watch our improv sets of yeah. Flavor Text Theater. <laughs> See these movies live. Come to Not life. Not live, but on, you know, on live. Yes. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is the, this is a movie uh, about the tale of a, of a mythic hunter. Um, and she's like known far and wide as this amazing like slayer of beasts. Dragons that nice. kingdoms need slayed. They'll call her up, right? The most yeah. difficult dragons to slay. The most difficult creatures out there. Um, and a kingdom is having issues um, with this with this cursed forest. Ooh. And they're like, no one can go in here. No one can even go near it. Every year the forest grows. And we know that there's a beast at the center of the forest that's keeping it alive. A pig in the woods. A pig in the woods, essentially. If you will. If you will. <laughs> yes. That's keeping this forest and the this dark magic alive and we need you to go slay and she's like of course i will so she goes in but there she meets the beast um 
and it is it's like this myth, mythical beast um and it and it teaches her that actually what she should be striving for is greater harmony and there's no reason why the people who have this kingdom also need the forest right they they need to coexist peacefully beautiful um and it's the end of her days of slaying and the beginning of the days of of her trying to create greater peace in the world it's called axbane beast oh that's great that's a great one all right my movie <laughs> is uh, we this is similar to a flavor text theater that we did live the other okay. the other week um there's a playwright living uh, back in england back in the day the time of you know the black plague and all this kind of things like 1400s and um uh struggling and unable to write and one day he sits down and starts to pen a play uh, and starts and realizes he is in fact writing about the black plague in his play and thus creates it in reality what so he is the he's the reason the black plague happened but he can't stop it's like his he's compelled to write and he must write this play and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and terrible and terrible and it's the worst plague the world has ever seen um and it's kind of like a curse that he that he has to deal with and he, he will do anything to stop writing this play to end the plague um and he also has that thing like when you're a kid and you can't pronounce your r's and you pronounce them as w's uh-huh. um anyway the name of this movie is plague white <laughs> Get it? It's yes, a fun. playwright, playwright. Play white. <laughs> oh, I love it. Did you know one that there was another plague um, that like called the coughing plague? I want to say Ooh. during the time of King Henry the Eighth and Thomas Cromwell. Yeah, Thomas Cromwell's wife actually died of it, um, and it was. Basically, what I'm saying is, like, even though we know the story, we're always told the story of the Black Plague. Yeah. There were just a bunch of plagues. Ugh. Like, every summer, this one would come around, oh, and God. people would die in a day. How did people literally live? I don't even know. In the morning, they would wake up and be a little bit sick, and by the evening, they'd be dead. Oh, my God. The one that freaks me out is the Spanish flu, because you'd be oh, yeah. super sick, and then you would be better. And you're like, hey, what's up, for like a day, and then boom, you were dead. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there'd be there'd be a day when you would feel like you were great and everything was fine. <gasps> and that's when you knew. That's so creepy. The next day you were. Yeah. Also, Plague White reminded me of um, what's the movie that I'm thinking of that has Maggie Gyllenhaal and Will Ferrell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and and that is a bizarre combo. Emma Thompson. Really? Yes. Well, Stranger oh, yes. than Fiction. Stranger than Fiction. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That anyway, is it. Sorry. That is, yeah, it Moving was a little on. stranger than fiction for it sure. Was. Okay, this is the story of um, a kid that goes up, uh, a, a kid is visiting a castle, um, and and in like a dusty corner of this castle, they find a suit of armor and it comes to life. In watching it, Kitty um, King Arthur's Court, let's go. And the suit of armor comes to life, and it turns out it's haunted. It's a haunted suit of armor. And the kid's like, why are you haunted? And the the the, knight, the suit of armor and the knight inside is just like very sad. It's like I did a lot of terrible things in my life. Ooh. And I'm I have I'm trapped here until I make amends. And so the kid and the suit of armor travel the world finding the descendants of the people that the knight wronged in his lifetime <laughs> and making things right with them until finally the knight is is solved, you know, makes good on everything that he ever did bad. It's called Knight of of sorrows oh great that is nice that's nice you know, our movies are very good today yeah. all right this movie is uh choose your own adventure um so it's like the netflix one that just came out where you could choose what happens yeah um and in this there's a child who you know is a young teen and they've got to deal with some things to make some decisions in their life and they happen upon a pair of wells next to each other which might seem redundant and in fact probably is but they're magical and uh in the water of the wells they look down and they can see two futures two potential futures that they could choose and then they dive into one and then they live that future and at some point they make a very bad decision about which well to dive into and the rest of the movie is them trying to figure out how to undo the choice that they made earlier and come back to a good life wow shimmer of possibility into it <laughs> Into it. Okay. Mine are all like um, in one kind of genre today, but it's just, it's what I've, it's what I've been getting. Okay. Um, actually I'll change it. This one is set in a post-apocalyptic future. Great. Um, and My it's, favorite. it's a woman who has lived the entire time out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. essentially with like a tiny enclave that survived the apocalypse, um, way back when. And now they still just live out in the middle of nowhere. Cause they don't know what the rest of the world looks like. And she's like, I'm going to go look. Uh, and so she goes, 
goes and she finds the ruin of what used to be an enormous city. Um, and she walks through it. And at first she's like, there's no one here. But then the ruins themselves come alive and and talk oh, to her. Yes. Um, and she she basically, I don't even know what happens in this movie. I mean, if it's just a conversation between great. a woman and a giant city that was destroyed in, a, in an apocalypse. And it's alive. The city is the alive. The city itself, the buildings are alive. Um, it's called Rumbling Ruin. Ooh, that's cool. Right? All right. This next one <laughs> um, is also a post-apocalyptic future, but more like, um, uh, what am I trying to say? What's the word? Uh, why can't I think of it? My brain this morning. You know where it's bad. It's a bad future. What? You know, like what? 1984. What's that genre? <sighs> Gosh, it's really bug- bugging me that I can't think of it. Now that you said that, I feel like I thought it, and but then you were like, I can't think of it, and I couldn't think yeah, of it either. Yeah, I know that's weird. Anyway, you dystopian, know dystopian. Thank you. That's what's that's what it is. Uh, future, in which uh, you know there's military control um, mm-hmm. in whatever form that takes, and uh, there we follow one character who is particularly good at their job of going out into the populace and arresting people for various offenses or whatnot, and is an incentive for these people who arrest. Um, to want to be really good at their job and do it and stay loyal to the government, uh, they are given a piece of that person's talent, whoever they arrest. It's <gasps> a really weird, like futuristic, like thing that they suck it out of their body and they get it oh. added to their persona. And that person doesn't have it anymore. So it's also like super tragic. So our hero is like a super good painter. They're really skilled at conversation and dance and like all these things that you could steal from people. Anyway, uh, one time they steal uh, from somebody uh, uh, a trait that is negative that they weren't they weren't sure of. And they're just like, oh, this is this is actually awful. I didn't mean to take this from them. And now they second guess everything that they've been doing and, in fact, work and rebel against the government uh, and give back the gifts to the people that were stolen. Greenlit. Arrester's zeal. <laughs> that's actually cool. Like yeah. as it was coming together, I'm like, oh wait a second, that's messed up. It could actually be kind of neat. All right, anyway. All right, this one's like a very art house film that I'm about to describe. Excellent. Um, and it's about seeing seeing a war between two neighboring countries, um, through the eyes of one person who is at a check post, like a, yeah. a checkpoint, um, and helps and helps people from either side like move back and forth and move goods and supplies past yeah. this like very fraught border between these two places. Cause they've been at war for forever. Um, and so it's just like basically a snapshot of like, what does this war between two neighboring countries look like through the, through the eyes oh. of one person who gets to see both sides That's of it great. and see people moving between both sides and see goods moving between both sides, despite all of the, all of the difficulties, uh, gateway sneak. That's great. I'm sure that you can see it at the yes. at the Canes Film yes. Festival. Yes, it is this definitely year. there, and it has definitely got great marks. Uh, this next film is a horror movie, and it is also a rare, which is in foil, by the way. Ooh, foil rare. We have um, a foil rare, and we have a mythic ooh, because great. I grabbed Hydroid Crassus, <gasps> but I could not think of a film for it. So yeah, that one's tough. Yes, that one's tough. But mythic Hydroid Crassus. So this one is uh, the same as like The Conjuring, where a family finds a new house um, that's old and haunted by spirits. The, th- the problem is these spirits that live in the house, if you come into contact with them, touch you and basically turn you into an evil spirit that also haunts the house. Oh, <laughs> so, so what? Just don't go in that house. <laughs> yeah, you're like, don't go. Don't Problem go upstairs solved. or up in that house or anywhere near it. Burn um, that house down. Good day. <laughs> So there's like hundreds of spirits in, infesting this house, if you will, uh, going around and touching people and turning them into spirits that haunt it as well. Pestilent spirit. Ooh. Pestilent spirit. Find it ev- everywhere. Fine movies are found this <laughs> Halloween. Um, all right. I've got one that's about. Uh, it's about a, a person who. Who accidentally. This is so sad. Um, and topical about a person who uh, accidentally starts a forest fire um, and they feel horrible about it. Yeah. As 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 they should. should. Um, It's a it's a massive forest fire. Right. It rages for days. People lose homes. People lose lives. Um, And this person just as 
as they as they realize what happened and that it was their fault it's just sort of like they're gripped instead of by feeling bad about what they've done they've just gripped by by like this feeling of like i've done something so bad i can never go back i'm just going to embrace it and so they <laughs> and so they, they go all the way over yes they, okay. just, they go all the way over um they're they're like there's no redemption for me um and, you know, eventually they find that there is, but it's Burning Tree Vandal. Ooh, that's great. That's great. This 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 final film <laughs> also uh, has to deal with a dis... Well, maybe it's not. I don't know. It's in the... Let's put it in the past. Um, in Victorian <laughs> England. Uh, a different past, perhaps, but, but it's almost the same. And um, there's a young woman who is our hero, and she is forced by her family and her mother every day to dress, you know, in the tightest corset and just like it just laced up into oblivion. Uh, same with all of her friends. They're all they've all been laced up into oblivion and it's just terrible until the, one day they find an underground club in Paris, um, which uh, the women are like ripping off their corsets and like burning them on a fire. And it's just great. And they're just like, oh, wow, I didn't know this reality existed. This is excellent. into this already. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they like find this newfound freedom. Um, but instead of uh, at some point, they realize, well, we've got to rebel against you know the people who are making us put the corsets on in the first place rather than just burning them they decide to hide knives inside uh, the boning of their corsets instead of the whale bone so that they just pull them out and just start stabbing <laughs> now now it's weirder it is a little strange so it's like uh what would have happened if this had happened uh knives hidden in corsets uh to be the boning and take them out and slit the throats of the people who are oppressing them law mage is binding oh <laughs> which weird kind of reminds me of uh there's a few films that that it reminds me of but <laughs> what i'm thinking of specifically had nicole kidman in it and it was about the, the civil war in the south gosh i can't think of the name of it if you saw it you know what i'm talking about um yeah there you go there's some movies uh paramount yeah. 21st century fox you know call us at any point in time and uh, we'll you know we're here yeah we'll answer the call but yeah these cards um bling, bling. Uh, we've got a mythic and a foil rare yes which by the way uh we've got to do a giveaway for december we haven't Whoops. given it away yet well we'll all we're also going to send whoever gets this giveaway and also whoever gets the next one yeah some really sweet stuff that we've gotten just in the last couple of days from ultra pro yeah so it was worth it to wait yes um as we talked about on our little ultra pro segment um we've got awesome dice we'll send you some guild sleeves yeah. Do you know what? What? Just for this episode, <gasps> while we've talked about these sick guild sleeves, yes. Yeah. Um, if you if you comment below with your favorite guild, we'll pick a handful. Oh, we'll great. randomly draw a handful and send you the guild sleeves that you that are of your favorite guild. Yeah. So go to YouTube uh, to see this. If I mean, if you're already there, you know you've you're done it. You're already there. You've, you've done, done it. it. Uh, comment below with your favorite guild and why. Yes. I want to know why. That's right. And we'll randomly draw a couple of those. Yeah, so we're going to draw for December coming up. And then uh, in the link below is a link to our January uh, giveaway, which is on Gleam. Uh, you can enter that, and then we'll draw for that like pretty quick here now. It's already the 21st. So Dang, drawings, drawings on top of drawings. Drawings, drawings, drawings. But we've got drawings, Sweet drawings, Swag drawings, from Card drawings. Kingdom, uh, Ultra Pro, and Good Luck High Five to throw into, the, to, to throw into these pots for you two. That's right. Done. That's this episode of Good Luck High Five this week. That's right. Don't forget to check out some of our other offerings, like the upkeep Yay, for that little hit of magic news. Um, again, that's just 10 minutes or less. It'll tell you everything that you need to know that's going on this week and easy to catch up on because it's only 10 minutes. So if you've yeah. missed one, go back and nab it. Yeah. So that comes out Monday afternoons in its podcast form and also the video form. Yes. Um, Mondays probably. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're still working on a schedule, but I think that'll work out. We've also got a board game review up this week from our board games guy, Nicholas, as we do every week. Yeah. This week, it's a game he played War at chest. PAX. PAX Unplugged, and he loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's called War Chest. Yes. The, you played it with him. I played it with him. The components are excellent, yeah. which is very important for me in games. And it's basically like 
better chess. That's how I described it. It's like nice. chess, but way better. Yes. <laughs> so, um, And if you're here talking about magic, chances are you like those kinds of elements in games, those really strategic thinking yeah. elements, mm-hmm. those great decisions. So definitely check that one out. Yeah, absolutely. That's over at youtube.com slash GLHF board games. You can hit sub over there to find out when our board game reviews go live on Mondays. And as Megan said, our Twitch stream up and running three days a week. You can always depend on it. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, unless there's a strange fire or uh, other uh, unforeseen events. Yes, <laughs> that's when that's when you'll be able to find us, uh, which I think is really cool. Um, yeah, we just got a ton of stuff going on, and I'm super excited with all the new content that we're putting out there. And hopefully, you all are too, and you appreciate the stuff that we're doing for you. Yeah. All right. You know, if you if you haven't already, consider becoming a patron. Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. Uh, yeah. And shout out to everyone who's a patron already. Absolutely. Again. And our sponsors, Ultra Pro and Card Kingdom. A shout out! <laughs>